Hello everyone and welcome to Sports Talk with Tonsoni. I'm your host Brian Tonsoni and we're going to give a quick update here for Delphi Bracketology and some NCAA basketball seeding. Our school group met yesterday morning on Thursday and came up with some seeding decisions and we put out a new seed list uh, on Twitter at Delphi Brackets and at DelphiBracketology.com. So if you're interested in our results, please check out those areas. We're going to talk a little bit about some of our decisions. Uh, the, the top decision was Kansas versus Virginia. We actually had two groups yesterday. One group said Virginia and the other said Kansas and we had to try to break the tie. And we went with who have you beaten. Uh, the criteria is usually your top wins, your quality wins, and then you look into who you might have lost to, your bad losses, and then strength of schedule. And we just think um, Kansas has more top quality wins, and, and Kansas uh, winning at West Virginia on the road is a little bit better than Virginia beating North Carolina at home. And Virginia right now has two Tier 1 wins, and Kansas has six, and a combined uh, nine Kansas has nine tier one and two wins versus only six for Virginia and then when you look a little more detailed uh, we took the risk at Kansas yes we are aware that they've lost some home games and, and some to some teams they might not have lost to another decision was Virginia over North Carolina North Carolina has nine total tier one uh, they do have that loss to Wofford and they did lose to Virginia head-to-head -head. that's why we moved Virginia to the top of the number two seed line. Both West Virginia and Oklahoma have been considered and on the one seed line have lost some games. Uh, they are still in consideration. Uh, we think right now the Big East champion, which will be Villanova, will get a look if Purdue uh, wins uh, a large amount of games and wins the Big Ten. We kind of like Purdue to be a number one seed and we think the ACC uh, will get one number one seed and we think the Big 12 will get the other one. There is a chance that a conference like the Big 12 or the ACC gets two number one seeds. The rest of the top four seeds uh, were our focus yesterday and and really if you look at our three seed line there was some consensus there. Some people had Texas Tech a four. Uh, we settled in with Texas Tech as a three. The question on the four seed line, Arizona, Seton Hall, Cincinnati, uh, we're pretty steady. Uh, Cincinnati still needs for our purposes to, to keep winning. Uh, their resume is okay, uh, but the quality of their resume, the numbers are okay, but the quality of teams when you look at it a lot uh, in a lot more depth gives us some pause. And then the 16th team, when we seed one through 68, the 16th team was really difficult between Tennessee, TCU, and Arizona State. There could be a case for each one of those three schools uh, to be the, the last protected seed, last top four seed. We settled in with Tennessee, even though they lost recently to Missouri on the road. Conference road losses are not bad, especially to teams like Missouri who are either in most brackets or considered to be on the bubble. Uh, so. Tennessee slides in there, but we think there's a difference between the top 15 and, and the next five, five or six. A team that's uh, sliding a little bit is uh, Arizona State uh, after a really good start and a really good win at Kansas. 
teams that are difficult for us then come next in the five and six range. And I think we might have these teams a little high right now. Um, but again, we look at numbers of wins and then we look at the quality and, and we look at the losses. And Florida has four tier one and wins and three tier two wins and no bad losses. So they're seven and five. Um, Kentucky is one tier one and five tier two. So they're six and four. And then you have Texas who is five and six in those tier two tiers. And all three of those teams have no bad losses. So when you're talking those types of wins, uh, we think that that's what the committee likes is, is showing that you can win and showing that you can win on the road. So really our, our, our five, uh, six, seven range are some very difficult teams to seed. Um, Ohio State, Creighton, Michigan State, we think Michigan State is better than 24th in the nation, but their resume is extremely weak and the opportunities in the Big Ten to get more quality wins are, are simply not there. So uh, that's one for filling out your bracket pools down the road. If Michigan State gets a five or a six, that might be a team if they're playing hot towards the end that, that you uh, pick for some upsets based on seed lines. And, and the seven line, Louisville, Rhode Island, Wichita State, Gonzaga, when we have what we think are really good solid teams from some of the smaller non-power six, power five conferences, how do you compare them? Rhode Island, one tier one win. Wichita State, one tier one win. Gonzaga, four tier one wins, but their strength of schedule is not that great. And when you look at their wins, it does not match up to some of the others. And so once you get past the seven range, if you're looking at our list while listening or want to go back and check, then you have a bunch of teams that are that are either have two or three uh, wins in tier one and maybe have a bad loss, uh, some combination of, uh, of that with Butler, Arkansas, Alabama, and Michigan. You know, a team like Alabama is 12 and six. They have seven tier one and tier two wins, only two in tier one but they have a bad loss, a tier three loss. Michigan just losing to Nebraska. So we have those at the eight, a team that really did well for themselves was SMU winning on the road. So they get a quality win over Wichita State and it's on the road. And so they were out of our bracket and they jumped all the way up to the first nine seed. So they jumped several places. Um, Providence is another team that has started to win again and I think uh, there is an interesting case because of injuries they had some issues and, and went on a poor streak and dropped out of our bracket and now they're back winning and in Texas A&M follows them at 36 that is in the same situation they've had injuries and suspensions and started out 0-5 in the conference but are very talented there's another one for our listeners when you fill out the bracket if if Texas A&M is sitting at a nine um, I don't know if they can upset a one seed, but if, if they were to move up to a seven or you put them at a 10, 10 beating a seven, 10 beating a two, I think that team playing at its optimal is going to be more dangerous than their seed number come NCAA tournament time. When you get to the 10 seed range, you have teams like Miami of Florida, USC, and Marquette, uh, teams that are decent uh, but questionable. Um, not a whole lot of wins. Miami's non-conference strength of schedule is 105. Uh, some people may have Miami ranked a little bit higher than we do, uh, but they fall on the 10th seed. And then you get to the 11th and the 12th seed, and these are generally your play-in games, your last four in. And these are tough. Um, uh, 
you know, we have Georgia in based on three tier one wins and three tier two wins. That's six and they're six and four in those two tiers. Uh, Again, what's the quality look like? Uh, as we get closer to making our final decisions, we will dig deeper into what do those six wins mean? What to do with Florida State, uh, a 258 non-conference strength of schedule, uh, and two, three, and four in the top two tiers. Houston playing um, well. Uh, they're 14 and four. We believe they would be in the play-in game. And we move South Carolina in uh, simply because uh, they have the same kind of wins in Tier 1 and Tier 2 with no bad losses. And uh, we moved UCLA out after their loss to Oregon State late last night. And you have a lot of teams like LSU, Notre Dame, St. Bonnie's, Washington, uh, even North Carolina State. Colorado is another team that it, there are some really quality wins. But when you look at their Tier 3 and Tier 4 bad losses, they have a lot. Uh, and that is uh, Monmouth of a couple years ago where they went on the road, played a really great schedule, did what the committee wanted, beat some teams on the road that were high D1 teams, but they lost uh, three times in conference or to other teams that were, that were bad losses. And so those bad losses washed away because they were high in number, three. One bad loss, maybe two, can be overcome on a resume. Three, maybe not. So, you know, Colorado, North Carolina State are interesting teams because they're beating really good people. So we're going to have to really seriously look at them. So that's a, just a quick rundown of some things that uh, we talk about. Uh, again, for our listeners, we have a group of 10 or 11 students and four faculty members, and we meet every Thursday. We have an open spreadsheet where we share information of who should move up and who should move down. Uh, we try to get out a new seed list every Friday and maybe even a, a brief update or another update on Monday or Tuesday uh, for our followers. And uh, it's still way, way early to, to write things down permanently that this team is definitely going to be here. If you're interested in your team, have them keep winning. Have them keep winning on the road and avoid um, losing to those teams that uh, are the weakest on their schedules. So for right now, if you're a Villanova, Purdue, Duke, or Kansas fan, you like us. If you're a Virginia fan, maybe not so happy with us, but trust us, it is in the numbers, and, and we do not uh, like or dislike any school. So give us your thoughts at Delphi Brackets for Delphi Bracketology and subscribe to Sports Talk with Tonsoni. We will cover a variety of sports. We'll be heavy uh, up and through uh, March with uh, college basketball. We'll also uh, be doing some college baseball. So subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play for some sports podcast. Thanks for listening. This has been another edition of Sports Talk with Tonsoni. Sony.